Mr. P, Mr. Pielli, was our senior year art teacher who we loved because he was close to retirement, didn't care about the discipline, and he just wanted everybody to have a good time. Big beard, big belly, sweater vest, you can probably picture him. He had weird nicknames for everybody, and he'd walk around the class and he'd just shout them out randomly. Like this kid he called Chi-Chi, one day he decided he looked like Ronald McDonald. So from then on it was, Chi-Chi Ron, Chi-Chi-Chi Ron. But the thing that always just made us laugh was Sib's book. If you had a question that was tough, or a life question that he couldn't answer, he'd just say, ah, it's all in Sib's book. Who is Sib? Sib is like this mythical teacher you would see once every two weeks. I don't know what he taught. I don't know how long he was there. Every day he was like also close to retirement. And he and P were tight. And so P had this thing where Sib had a book. And in the book was all the knowledge you'd ever want to know. And someday after retirement, Sib was going to publish it. So even today, when Dale and I are going through something, one of us might call the other and say, Hey, buddy, remember, don't sweat it. It's all in Sib's book, Appendix C. your host, and if it's an older fellow who can honestly say they just plucked a pine needle out of their eyelid, then this must be Dale Radio, and it's a show about characters and their creators. And tonight we have a wonderful episode uh, for you. It's 4 a.m., it's Dale O'Clock, it's time uh, uh, for, for this program, and it comes to you, as always, from the foul banks of the Gowanus, and oh my goodness, with these rains! With these rains, folks, the Guanus, she is surging. Her banks overfloweth like the mighty Nile in ancient days, the rich silt, or in this case the black mayonnaise like goo that thrives in the depths of the canal is being churned upward and deposited in lumps all around the banks and the anchors to bridges. Young children this time of year who have grown up near the canal and have uh, who just look forward to these annual floods rush to the edges and place little plastic stars and bottles and oh, toys of all the little knickknacks into the glistening pungent goo mounds and just watch as the plastic slowly melts down in little fiery droplets. Zip! 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 Like that time you thought burning a garbage bag full of your ex-wife's old clothes would be a good idea. Yes, it's a special time of year. You can hear it. Boy, you just, any time you get a little jingle bell underneath something, you start to feel warm, don't you? And it's not just the rum talking. But there it is, putting a little bit in my belly. Uh, It just changes everything, doesn't it? The sound of jingle bells. So relaxing, so warm, makes me want to shop and spend money, get a little something for myself, and get a little something for you or someone special, and then get a little something else for me. I can't help it. I love sweaters. I see a discount for sweaters. I'm going to get a sweater. I can't help it. If it's a sweater vest, even better. <laughs> you get 50% off of a sweater vest. Ooh! That's like that's like only paying 20, 25%. I'm not good at math, folks, but what I do know is that I have a lot of Christmas bargain hunting yet to do. It's almost embarrassing how, how much there is to do. I've really got to get on it, but instead I'm recording this. And, uh, you know, I know one of the things that's coming up, one of the things I'm looking forward to, uh, Baby Pepsi, who made her debut on the program last, last week. We're going to be headed up to the American Girl Dial Restaurant. Oh, do you like fine dining? You like fine, You like the best kind of food? That's what they have here. That's what they have at the American Girl Restaurant. I'm really looking forward to this meal. I'm sure it's going to be among among the finest. And we're all going to be wearing matching outfits because the doll uh, is the center of our universe. She's the doll of the year, and she's also in charge of our household, apparently. Uh, 
She's been brought in by a grandparent, and now we all, everything revolves around this this kid, uh, this doll just sitting there looking at me from across the room. God bless her. We're happy to have our Grace. She's a doll. She is the doll of the year. A baker she wants to be. Well, we'll see about that. We have our tree up at the Seaver household, and I'm happy to say it's a nine-foot Virginia spruce that I had to cut down to a four-foot nub to fit into our tiny apartment. The rest of the tree I've left out on the fire escape so we can enjoy it from the indoors. And this year, oh, we've got our handmade ornaments on the tree and uh, some, some keepsake ornaments that I don't always care for, but we put up there anyway, and some colored lights. Now, I'll tell you, I'm a white light man. Always have been. My entire life, I have lived with white lights. I've loved the simplicity of a golden bulb against the green, but my niece Katrina wanted to make some decisions around here. She felt like she wasn't. I mean, we were already beholden to grace. She wanted to assert herself. I said, listen, let's not have an argument about this. You want to get colored lights, get colored lights. So I brought them all back from Lowe's, and here they are. And they're, they're, I said, she, you and baby Pepsi do this. And they just loaded the thing up. I said, what else do you want? I think she said tinsel. So we got tinsel on the thing. It's beautiful. She wants to have some felt balls. Okay, fine. I've got no problem with felt balls. I have felt balls. Now, saying that, I, I understand. I understand for the listener. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I have, but that's a whole different episode. Uh, anyhow, it just looks beautiful. It's, uh, I've come around is the long and short of it, and um, now I can't imagine my life without all these bright colors, and isn't that what life is like? <laughs> saying no to something for ages, like having children, and then finally relenting and finding out basically you can live with it. For a little while. That's all relationships. That's it. People ask, young people write me all the time, what's the secret to relationships? I say, that's it. You just kind of muddle through. Speaking of relationships, my character audio portrait today is from someone I've known for quite some time. A friend from the old high school days, back when we were just two fellas in knickers playing stickball. Ah, we were both very active in various committees in school, from the Junior Achievement Academy to foreign language societies and the after-school club I was in the most. My parents have forgotten about me. (laughs) That was a fun one. It's the reason I'm to this day still close with many of my teachers. Hello, Linda. Hello, Diane. I know they're listening. Justin Jude Carroll is the person who sent me the profile, a little blast from our past, one of our beloved professors. Also, uh, I recall that um, one, of the, one of the people he's talking about there uh, suffered from narcolepsy and would just, just fall asleep, just mid-sentence. He would just, uh, boom, out. <laughs> we kinda, people would be, it was a fun class to be in. Uh, <laughs> I've had some trouble sleeping, so I'd be grateful for just a, a touch of that. Anyway, we thank uh, Justin uh, Jude Carroll, who is a singer and songwriter uh, out there in Portland, Oregon. We talked to him a few weeks, a few seasons, many weeks, a few seasons back. You look up my interview with him. It was a delightful time. Uh, you can buy his music um, and hear his soul communicated directly to you through sound. Uh, he's the songwriter and composer for PWP, a theatrical piece co-created with Rodney Hicks that's in development. Look for that. Uh, PWPHicksJudeCarroll.com. That's, that's a big one. That's a big one. You can also go to JustinJudeCarroll.com. There's a lot of websites for you to keep track of, but why don't we put some of those up on, on our site and you can check them out that way. So, uh, great. That'll be great. Thank you. And a couple of words. <laughs> With me, you know it's a couple of words. Uh, this is a great season for giving, and I'd be remiss if I did not suggest a couple of places worthy of your support. If you're interested, uh, if, you, if you're in need of some places to send some, some money to, <laughs> we all are, aren't we? What am I going to do with this pile of cash that's sitting around here? i got to get rid of it. I hope there's some nonprofits that are tuned in. Well, a great organization that helps all kinds of media artists. They certainly helped us here. We record our, our episodes uh, this season there. Uh, most of them have been done there. HarvestWorks in New York, HarvestWorks.org. Uh, check them out. Look at it. Look at it. Um, uh, Space on Rider Farm. This is a terrific place. And one that also helps artists, in this case performing theatrical artists, in the development of new work. SpaceOnRiderFarm.org. And how about checking out our friends, Killing My Lobster, the old gang in San Francisco. Well, I tell you something. Here's a little bit of news. I'm going to be joining those gals and guys for a third trip. 
my third trip with this program out to SF Sketchfest. Just announced January 19th, 2016 at 8 p.m. at the Eureka Theater, back where we've been. It's going to be a lot of fun. We've got some really surprise guests, and uh, we're going to be debuting a whole new iteration of the show, and I'm so eager for you to see it. Uh, I encourage you to get tickets early, uh, sfsketchfest.com, and how about uh, supporting KML this season with a little bit of scratch? as the year winds down, or any of the organizations that I mentioned, because they're all worthy of your support. You can also support this show by visiting my Patreon page. You can be the first there. <laughs> they say, this is what you need to do to make it in the new media land. you got to get a Patreon page. Okay, did it. Great video, up. Big description, up. Regular posts, up. How, how can people support it? For as little as a dollar. Okay. Well, it's uh, just sitting up there, so if you, if you feel inclined... <sighs> Give me a dollar. And if you see me on the street, give me a dollar. Chances are I could use it. You can also go over to audibletrial.com slash Radio and sign up for a 30-day free trial and free audiobook from audible.com. They have over 180 titles to choose from, so please check them out and be sure to tell them that Dale sent you. I love audiobooks. I do. Here's some other appearances you should note. I'm going to be helping Andy Ross close out a spectacular historic run at McNally Jackson Bookstore with his show Real Characters. The show's not ending, just finding a new venue, and I'll be uh, sharing a chapter from my book, A Man, A Plan, A Canal, Gowanus, um, just the galleys, on December 8th, and that's in Soho in New York City. So look for that. We'll put some info up on the site. And finally, oh, my gosh, this intro still going. Are you Okay. I was okay talking to my guest, Bowen Yang. Bowen is a comedian in New York who regularly appears on improv and sketch teams at UCB, The Pit, all those great places. He's the co-producer of the hit Broad Gay, where talented performers enact stage versions of Sex in the City. He's a terrific fellow. I really enjoyed my conversation with him. Sometimes you get people in there and you're not sure what, what's going to happen. You know, you don't know how it's going to go. And uh, I maybe didn't prepare quite as much as I usually do because I had a feeling about that it was going to go well. And he's one of these guys that if you take a look at him on social media, he's able to effectively communicate the character of his person. That will serve him well because I already had a sense of his personality just from his writing, just from tweets I could tell that this guy was a solid guy. He's a proud story pirate. They go around and do uh, stories for children, and uh, he currently writes and performs with the musical sketch group Pop Roulette at the Pit, also hosts the monthly variety show Ethnic Realness with Joel Kim Booster. His work has been featured on Above Average, The Onion News Network, College Humor. So here now is just my wonderful conversation with the under-the-weather but delightfully over-the-top Bowen Yang. Bo and Yang. Hi there, Dale. <laughs> Hello, <laughs> sir. Hello. How are you doing? All settled in now. Thanks for meeting me. Thanks for having me. Uh, you, you have a good night last night? Um, I had an okay night. My roommate got a new video game console, Uh-oh. and, and uh, we just and, and and I've been home sick from work, so I've, I was just sort of lazing around, being sedentary, was just he, playing video games. Did you get online with everybody, massively a multiplayer? I, well, as a matter of fact, I downloaded this really clunky old yeah like online rpg type of game and it was um, i just don't know why i don't know why i spent that much money on it (laughs) and what kind of a a species are you uh, interested in playing as so and this is a game called final fantasy 14 oh the the final fantasy uh, system yes and this is their mmorpg oh my god i can't believe i'm talking about this um (laughs) there we go cool points cool points and there's just like little there's this race (laughs) of little small like cat elf people that are just so adorable. Yep. I'm, I'm mainly playing uh, as them for aesthetic reasons. You got any chocobos? I lo- oh my god, so you're okay, so you're familiar with Final Fantasy. Uh, no chocobos yet. I'm still downloading patches. It's the worst. <laughs> it's, I already hate it. What are experience. patches? So, I mean, you know, they, they just they have developers like constantly updating the game like just uh. to make sure it runs smoothly, and so you have to download a million of them uh, before you start playing. But one of them is going to be a chocobo. Chocobo, we should explain for the listener who oh, might yeah. not be familiar, sure. is an is a ostrich-like chicken. That's precise, yeah. That you can ride in this game exactly. uh, to uh, defeat enemies, that kind of a thing. Yeah, precisely. Uh, it's it's sort of the substitute for horses in this world. That's right. Yeah, uh, it's, it's a mount. It's a mount. And they live in a casino? 
They live. Oh, some of them do in some games. Wow, you you really you're you're all brushed up on your Final Fantasy lore. That's well, great. you know, sometimes you get lonely. <laughs> so uh, now you were you did you have a nice holiday? Just coming off a holiday break, you said yes. you were sick, so were you, you weren't at work. I wasn't at work. Uh, I had a, I had a great holiday. In fact, I I cooked everything for Thanksgiving for my parents, and then the day immediately afterwards, uh, just like fell into this horrible, like infection in my throat or something. I don't know. It's well, I'm happy to be in a small room with you. No, yeah. <laughs> uh, you were out in Colorado, is that it? Yes, uh, uh, out in Aurora, Colorado, um, where I'm from. And uh, it was nice. It was a really nice time. It's super cold. You get along with the parents and everything? I do, yeah, for the most part. You have they, a big family? A small family. It's me and my sister. She's in Atlanta with her husband. Ah, good. Um, my parents are out in Colorado, uh, and then every extended family member's in China. Oh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What uh, part of China? So they are uh, split between the province that borders North Korea and the province that borders uh, Mongolia. So yeah. they're, they're, they're in these borderlands. Mongolia seems nice. Mongolia is nice. I've never been. You go back to there at all? Sure. Uh, to Inner Mongolia, to the and province. I want to be clear, not go back. What do you, <laughs> visit, visit. Visit, yes. Sure, sure, yeah. sure. No, I understand. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've been to Inner Mongolia. It's nice. It's completely pastoral and... Pretty and nice. Is that where they do the throat singing? Uh, Mongolia, yes, they do yeah. the throat singing there. Uh, I've never heard it firsthand. Boy, that would be to. something, wouldn't it? Oh, it would be. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to get up close with one of them. Sure, yeah. <laughs> Just have them belt something out. Of Absolutely, and all those different uh, tones uh, hitting your eardrums mm-hmm. and all that kind of thing. Mm. Um, uh, so, uh, you see anybody from the old from the old high school back in when you were in uh, Colorado? I keep up with. Virtually no one. Uh, <laughs> I did. I did meet one friend from high school, and we hadn't seen each other for many, many years. Um, but it was just out of it was just out of crazy circumstance where uh, I was on Grinder and he was on Grinder and we were like, "Hey!" And then we just met up at uh, just in a very platonic way. Just <laughs> met up for fun. drinks. That's yeah, fun was, to see somebody on there. It was yeah, right, like an acquaintance. Um, and but that was actually the first time I hang out with someone from high school. Uh, in a, in a good long time. Well, that's nice to reconnect, yeah. isn't it? <laughs> Through Grinder, bringing Deal. bringing people together. Sure. <laughs> in all in all capacities, right? But now your your day job is to be mm-hmm. a graphic designer. Is that how you? Is that what you trained to do? I assume uh, you didn't just stumble it's into what it. What I, I no, I actually kind of did stumble oh, really? into it. Yeah, it is. It's my day job, uh, or just you know my 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 full time job, uh, I guess. Um, and. Uh, I stumbled into it, just sort of playing around with Photoshop through high school. Um, but then I went to school. I was trained uh, in chemistry in pre-med. And, uh, I was getting uh, just all my application stuff ready to go after graduation. And then, like, in August, um, after graduating, I just had this complete breakdown. And I was like, I can't do this. I can't do this. I did well on my MCATs. I um, was, like, ready to go. And then I just had this, like, epiphany that was totally paralyzing was that disappointing to your parents it was pretty disappointing and but they surprisingly took it pretty well yeah and they said okay well if you can figure something out in the next you know two years or so while you're still in new york then uh stay there and so thankfully that ended up i like parlayed all that graphic design uh know-how and gumption i guess into like something of a career <laughs> like a semblance of a career i guess what would have happened if you didn't get the two in the two years i probably would have moved home probably would have moved back to yeah. colorado where i keep up with where i only meet friends through grinder smell uh, smell and sell medical S- marijuana smell and sell medical marijuana oh yeah that, i wouldn't mind that yeah you'd be all right yeah that'd be okay i'd make lots fine. of money you could still do it i can still do it well <laughs> just under like just make it so surreptitious here and like so like low-key i don't know i couldn't do it here yeah. Right? Could you? Yeah. No. No. Anyway, they got great ones in Gowanus, I think. <laughs> they do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of buds growing over there. Mm-hmm. And um, so, uh, with you, you work in an office? I do. It's it's this in-house agency at this like e-commerce site that just sells housewares um, to like a a nice like high-end 
like green lady customer who's just who just loves to spend money. She's eco um, eco conscious. Well, green lady, green is in like she's she's filthy rich. Oh, so not even. Oh. I mean, I'm sure we're eco conscious, <laughs> but she's this is like your Connecticut housewife. That kind of green lady. That kind of green lady. Oh, not I'd even like, like. I tell you, I'd like to meet one of those. <laughs> Wouldn't you? <Dale? laughs> yeah. Get a barn out back, something where I could shut up. Oh. Little, little, <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, I sure do. Little studio. Oh, I maybe can't... get a smoker. Mm. Oh, I make some smoked meats out in the back. Nice. What are you up to? Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I could say the same. Set up a little farm stand in Connecticut. Wow. Sell my jerky. Sell your jerky. Sell your sell your smoked goods. Your smoked uh, your goods. green. Your other greens. My other greens. Yeah. I've never done it. Marijuana. Yeah. Great. You don't have to. I ate a brownie once. Made me very panicky. Oh sure. Brownies. On the Russian River. On the rush, I'm not familiar with that. That's in California out there. Uh, nice. Um, mm. It's okay that you haven't. Thank you. There's no pressure or stigma. Or I've got a lot of clarity. Good. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe it could afford you some clarity. But I want to go back to this riveting e-commerce <laughs> site. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> oh, it's 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 just so to give amazing. me a sense of what people do, you know, during the day. Yeah. I like to talk to great characters and great people who are making characters. But... Uh, it's it's interesting to me that uh, do, do they give you time to do work on your other projects when you when you're there? They do, and the nice part about this particular job and this office is that there's like a nice culture where uh, they just I mean uh, they don't really look down on. I'm pretty open with it. Like I, I know a lot of my friends sort of have to keep it under wraps when they're uh, in their day jobs. Yeah, for me, it's pretty out in the open, and I'll take a long lunch, and they understand <laughs> that I'll go to an audition or something, so it works out. <laughs> And uh, what kind of setup you have? Two monitors? You've got a Wacom tablet? What oh, are you working oh, on? Oh, I wish I had a Wacom. Um, a stylus? Oh, I wish I had a stylus. Wow. Uh, I, no, it's just a giant, like, 22-inch Mac. Um, That's a big boy. It's a big boy, but I love it. Oh, love that screen size. Mm. Yeah. Um, but uh, no, no, like, mo- I can't be mobile. I can't bring laptops into meetings. I don't have a laptop. Uh, which is um, insufferable, and uh, but also that's kind of like if you have a pickup truck, everybody asks you to move their stuff. Oh, sure. So then yeah. it'd be like, hey, get Bowen in here with his laptop. Totally, he can work from anywhere. Ugh. Ugh. I mean, Next I would like you that. Know. Sure, you would like that. I would like that, but I understand. You know what I'm saying. I know what you're saying. You'd be you taken be advantage burden. of. That's sure. Right. Uh, well, what's some graphic design that inspires you? Anything? Oh, um, there's this. Uh, there's this designer who designs book covers named Chip Kid. Oh, absolutely. Chip yeah. Kid's Are you the familiar? greatest. Sure. He's the greatest. Uh, and, one, of the, uh, one of the biggest Batman collectors out there. Too. Oh, is he now? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I know I know that about him. Um, but he's designed so many covers, Murakami books. Um, I, I can't think of anything else. But he's wonderful and uh, also gay, I think. Yes. Yeah. Homosexual. <laughs> um, and I, I don't think he'd mind us saying. <laughs> he wouldn't. He's out. <laughs> Um, and he's a delightful fellow. I've actually met him. He's oh, a, he's wonderful! A nice guy. Yeah, yeah. He yeah. seems he seems like the best. I'd love to meet him too. Um, maybe through Grinder and <laughs> <laughs> Chip Kid. And I'm oh, I'm uh, there's this there's this lady who's probably filthy rich, and she's uh, a, a green lady. A green lady. Uh, her name's Jen Hish, and she's I think she's done like type design and graphic treatments for uh, every Wes Anderson movie. Oh, um, and she's like. Th- Thirty-one. She's so young, um, which shouldn't matter. But she's she's done so much great stuff, and she's got such a cool sort of style to abide by that I I really like. Well, that really defines uh, some. The visuals are such a key part of the Wes Anderson yeah, uh, sure. world universe. Mm-hmm. Uh, graphic design really it has an influence. It does. It? Yeah. You think we have too much of it? Oh yeah, we're probably pretty saturated. Pretty saturated. Yeah, and, a lot uh, of pickle jars. A lot of pickle jars. A lot of. Um, like a lot of like stupid inspirational quotes on posters. Oh yeah. Um, that don't deserve print. Uh, I don't know. I'm probably am I part of the problem? <laughs> I feel like I'm part of the problem. That's what I'm asking. <laughs> <laughs> and you, you know, you are, are part of the story pirates, which we'll talk about maybe a little bit later. Sure. But that's a core that turns like kids stories yeah. into a live theatrical event. Yes. And you do that with Anna Dresden. With Anna Dresden, a yeah. really good friend of mine. Uh, we go back uh, to college days. Um, oh, love her. She's great. She's been on the show, and uh, one of the things she's done is take her day job, mm-hmm. which is working in hotels, and yes. make that into a lucrative, I don't know what she's going to do with it, TV right. or book or a something. A book deal. The book's already sort of, I think it's done. 
I think she has a, a manuscript. She's on her way. She's on her way. So oh. you have any impulse to take the riveting world of graphic design uh-huh. for e-commerce to to pull that into a? I don't know. Is there is there something riveting in that? I don't think there is. Right. I don't know. We've been talking about We've it. We've been a talking long about time. it. Well, actually, I mean, what I've been trying to crack lately is uh, like trying to like shape like a science background into like like sort there of we go. embed that into a performance style. But like the the question is. Uh, do you embed the subject matter of science into the performance style, or do you, do you embed the performance style into the subject matter, or the process, or the process? Sure, you know, like uh, alchemy or something. You, oh, sure, you, uh, yeah. Just put two things that are like, not supposed to be one thing and, and transform it. I mean, yeah. you know what I'm saying. <laughs> I I'm do, not I a do. great science no, guy, no, no. though. I was a gold medalist at the Science Olympiad, well, as we talked about. Thank you very much. I hang it. <laughs> Still to this day, I put. Hang, I have to move this time of year. I have to move it over one peg so I can put the stocking up. Oh, but I keep it right there. Sure, it gets sure. hot with the fire. <laughs> but uh, I, you know, talking about great graphic design, I always go back to the album art of the 1960s. Oh, sure. For some reason, that's always a touchstone. I think because I always had an affinity for records. Mm-hmm. Uh, you might be too young for all that, but oh, uh, yeah, they were they were kind of magical. These uh, records now they're a little bit invisible. Um, I mean, music is invisible. It's totally. a little bit just out there. It's not tactile. And, um, but see, back then, even with CDs and that kind of thing, you go back to the time of Sam Goodies. You remember those? I do. Oh. Tower Records. Mm-hmm. You'd browse. You'd flip. You'd click, 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 clack, clack, clack through the <laughs> yeah, uh, unwieldy those. CD carriers. I'm not sure why they were so big. Right. But um, uh, there was still some artistry to that design, even of the CD of, cover, of once we reduced yeah. to the square. Um you have to be a real record nerd, though, sure. to, to look into that kind of thing. You sought it out. Yeah, I love those old designs. Mm-hmm. That's uh, what you'd what buy are some, them. Yeah, that's you. You kind of paid for the the design and the yeah. aesthetic. The fonts perfect. Lighting on the shoots perfect. Oh, yeah. What were some of your favorites from that era? Oh, there's a Julie London album. Uh-huh. Uh huh. That's because she's kind of upside down and her legs are the clock. Mm. Uh, hands of the clock. That's genius. Oh. <laughs> You want to take her out to the barnyard? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's my that's just. <laughs> I don't know if she's still alive. If she is, I'd, I'd invite her out to the barn. Wonderful. Sure, you should. Sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Older women have lots to teach you. <laughs> so, uh, uh, like I said, uh, I think maybe beforehand, you you have a great friend. This is how I came to know about you. Oh, great! You have a great friend, not only in Anna Dresden, but mm-hmm. uh, Joel Kim Booster. Yes, who's been on the show and uh, local comedian. Yes, decent hair. Oh, great hair. Great hair. Mm-hmm. Actually, you have great, great hair. shoulders. Oh, thank you. Great hair too. Uh, uh, he's a little bit theatery. He is the, uh, yeah, he comes from a more theatrical background. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Nice fellow. We talk for a bit, and uh, then I see how you come into this. I see you guys giving it back and forth to each other on Twitter. Sure. Very yeah, yeah, funny. Yeah. A good and I say, well, I got to get this kid in here too because <laughs> they're terrific. Oh, yeah. I love him. Love him to death. And together, is this true? You both do the broad gay. Yes. So he, it's I. I mostly take on a production role in that show. Um, but this is uh, for anyone who doesn't know: is this stage adaptation of a Sex in the City episode? And we've done two of them, two different episodes. Um, and gosh, it's like the most fun thing I've ever put up. I think. How do you pick the episode of Sex in the City? Because they're all so great. They're all so great. That's true. Thank you, Dale. Um, my friend, my really good friend, uh, other good friend, Sam Taggart, and I co-produced this. And we just sort of comb through our HBO Go subscriptions and uh, just, like, pick out the one that uh, can give, like, the biggest, the, the one that has the biggest cast. We just want to cast as many people as we can um, and just has, like, a funny story or, or something that could be transposed in an interesting way on stage. Um, and everybody's gay. Everybody's gay except for one Joe Firestone. <laughs> she's she's been like the constant sole female who, who <laughs> is unique. Who <laughs> is unique, and she plays like uh, in the first one she played uh, Trey's mother, Bunny, uh, Bunny, yeah. And then uh, in the second one she oh, plays sure. a uh, very wealthy woman. Yes, a yeah. green lady. A green lady. Um, and in the second show we put up, she played uh, Matthew McConaughey when he had a cameo. Um, and so it was it was nuts. It was so funny. <laughs> and it's almost like an old Shakespeare kind of production, right? Yeah, I mean, that was... So Sam sort of came to me with this idea uh, that he wanted to make it Shakespeare and, like, back in the days when men portrayed everybody and uh, women included. And so that was, that was like, the seed. And then it just... I, I feel like we kind of lost that. But <laughs> <laughs> that was the idea. Well, my niece Katrina has the entire catalog of Sex and the City memorized. Wow. It was her New York uh, when she lived here. And I only know one part. So sure. if you ever need me to do this episode... Great. And I hope you haven't done it. 
and I don't even know how I would participate. We'll Maybe see. Maybe just pump me in oh, there. No, we'd love to have you. Miranda, I took the jacket back. It's just not me. <laughs> I'm not that guy. Is this Steve? Steve Brady. Oh, that's so good. That's a really good Steve. <laughs> you remember that moment? Um, Classic. Um, Classic. Miranda uh, buys him an expensive suit uh-huh. because she wants him to be better, look better, do that kind of sure. thing. Sure. Or, or maybe it was just out of kindness. We don't know. We don't know. But the way Steve took it was, you're trying to change me. Ugh. And listen, I can't do that. I'm just a guy. Oh, my you know? God. Miranda. Get over it. Get over it, Steve. <laughs> I love but Steve. Steve's great. I don't know that that was the best choice for her. Steve. Um, yeah. Who else did she date? Blair Underwood. Blair Underwood. Wait, um, oh my God, I'm not. He was like the upstairs neighbor. I mean, I don't know if they dated, but they certainly. Sure, oh. they bonked. <laughs> they did a little grinding <laughs> in the barn house. <laughs> um, she dated that marathon runner. Yeah. Who uh, who liked who liked butt too much? Oh yes, yeah. There's a lot of sparklers or something. <laughs> sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sparklers. Oh, classic. Love sparklers Classic. on sex. In so the you're going to get through the whole. How do you, do you work it uh, chronologically, or just you pick some favorite episodes? We just pick some favorite oh, as episodes you said, with a big cast, right? With a big cast, and I don't know if we'll. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'd love to put it up again. It's it's a pretty big effort because we we don't want to make it a reading. Yeah, we want to actually put some rehearsal time into this, and uh, and yeah. Um, so hopefully we'll do it again. We'll see. And you get costumes and props and all that kind of thing. Not too many costumes because we just get everyone dressed in their theater blacks. Oh yeah, um, and just then a, we, a wig and a scarf. Wig and a scarf. Well, there's there was a, there was a fun bit with Julio Torres in the last show where he just wears a red sort of uh, just a red scarf in the entire show, and then towards the end, there's this big scene where he just lets loose and he just peels off the scarf, and everyone <laughs> in the audience just erupts in laughter. Oh, it's <laughs> so great. This net reminds me of a story. Uh, I don't, this may be a little bit uh, out there, but uh, <laughs> there's a great theater designer, uh-huh. director of the ages, uh, Robert Wilson. Oh, yes. You know, mm-hmm. Einstein on the Beach and all this. Right, right. And so I, I got involved with their little club out there in Watermill in Long Island. Oh, wow. Going out there producing new works. They said, we need a guy like you, Dale. I said, well, okay, I'll come out. And I, I, uh, I told my wife I'd go out there, now ex-wife, but I, I went out there mm-hmm. just for myself and participated in some development of new works. Well, the thing that was great about it was late at night, we'd all sit around a table, and uh, Bob would have a vodka tonic or two or three, <laughs> and uh, he said, come on, come on in here. And we popped in a VHS cassette of Marlena Dietrich's final performance on stage. Uh. And she, he said, watch, 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 watch. And she's doing the thing, you know, or whatever it was. Sure. <laughs> Stand there perfectly still. She's got the, the like a sparkling silver dress, mm. hair puffed out, the, the uh, mink stole or something around Right, her. right. She had her arms at her side. And at the very final moment, up, the arm goes right out like that. Uh-huh. And he said, that, that is the power of gesture. Right. That's it. That's what you need to know. Yeah. Well, it's not something. It is, yeah. That sounds like what Julio was doing. With Basically. His, uh, with his, uh, it was a very Dietrich-esque yeah. reveal. <laughs> Gosh, I always look for that tape. I can never find it. It was a kind of a, a rare oh, and wow. special moment. But Her final performance. Well, that's what I, that's, sure. that's how I remember it. But uh, certainly a performance that was later on in her life. Yeah, yeah. And you haven't been able to find it. That's I haven't too bad. been able to find it. Mm. I haven't looked that hard. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's fair. But uh, you ever go on one of the Sex and City bus tours? I haven't. I have a. I think I have a friend or two who tour guides one of those. Oh, really? Um, I'd love to. Um, would love to go. Where, where do they head? Like, what do they head up? Like, Magnolia. Yes, I'm sure. I'm sure. Uh, I can't think of anything else. I'm not a big bus person. <laughs> Me so. neither. No, I'd, I'd prefer not to. I've never taken. I've taken one once in New York. Yeah, the tour. The tour buses. Oh, I've taken the tour buses. Oh, you're talking I mean, about MTA. Like, just MTA. Wow. I don't mind MTA buses, but I couldn't do those tour buses. Yeah. Just anywhere. In Europe, we went on one, and it was just a little a little jar. It was jarring. You went on a family trip? Family trip in Europe. And, uh, yeah, uh, it was... Anyway, just buses. Not a bus guy. Is your family the kind that uh, likes to plan everything out? Yes. And my sister, especially. My dad... Uh, I think just is just does, is just hates culture in general. <laughs> He's just so culture averse in every way. Like we'll go somewhere amazing. We were in Amsterdam a couple years ago, and he just didn't care for it. And was like, all right, let's let's leave. <laughs> let's go back to Brussels where we were staying. Uh, anyway, he's, he doesn't like bikes. He doesn't like bikes. No <laughs> croissants, croissants, uh, or um, 
H&M's in Europe, <laughs> any of those. What does he do that he doesn't like culture? He's Well, he's a, he's a big science guy. Yeah, yeah, science guy. So there you go. But what's, I don't think... I, what's I don't, his area? He is uh, an explosives engineer, mainly with like rock geology and that kind of stuff. For the purpose of clearing land or for discovering things? Of, cl- of uh, discovering... Th- I think for both, actually. He actually had to proofread one of his papers last night uh, for grammatical errors. He... Uh, yeah, it's mostly for like uh, it's it's for coal and uh, copper mining and just material stuff. Yeah, yeah. Sounds like it has a good impact. Has it has had yeah has had a good impact? I guess it hasn't followed through on me. You're finding metals and coal in the ground. <laughs> That's what we need to do. Right. We need to destroy the earth. Well, get... he, but does he come up with the explosives? No, he's focused on the geology part. He's focused on uh, just like placement of them and like the the engineering aspects of that. Fascinating. Yeah. yeah. Um, so he'd rather blow up the culture than experience it, or just he maybe maybe he's not violent towards it. He just doesn't like it. He just doesn't like it. Doesn't sure. doesn't permeate. He doesn't get like we were. I was just home uh, as as we said, and like my mom had suggested we go to a movie. Uh, and he goes, no, we have a home theater. We just, uh, we got to stay home and just make use of that. And he, well, he just didn't want to see a movie anyway. But this is this is just a long way for me to brag about having a home theater. In Colorado. <laughs> Listen, I tell you, I'd like a home theater. Oh, they're wonderful. I don't care to go to the movie houses now. <laughs> they called movie. They're called movie houses. They're called uh, old old flick huts. <laughs> go see the Nickelodeons. <laughs> the Nickelodeons. Oh. <laughs> oh, see the pictures? The pictures. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like to go in there because one, you got the bugs. You got the bugs. Two, smells like nachos. Sure. Especially don't, we nowadays. don't need to serve those. Why are we serving those? Why are we serving hot dogs? We shouldn't be a meal. Oh, no. We agree on this. We agree on this. Go to Night Hawk if you want to eat. Well, uh, do you like with the with the? Do you, but you also perform within the Broadgate too, or no? You only uh, produce. Yeah, I'll, I'll do a little bit part, yeah. but I. Uh, I had to sort of, out of necessity, I, I had to pull myself out of the cast the first time because we just didn't have a tech person. We couldn't book a tech person at the last minute, right? <laughs> just the same old... Because here's the thing that's annoying yeah, about uh-huh. that. They got nothing else going on. <laughs> Dale! <laughs> You're no, going to make a blanket spent, statement about yes, tech people? <laughs> yes, because I spent a lot of time in dark holes with people wearing black. Uh, okay. And I know exactly what happens with them. And if sure. they decide they're not going to do it, they're not going to do it. But they know they don't have anything better going on. Wow. Sure. Okay. There's no, there's no some secret great thing that the tech people totally. are doing. Totally. Well, you know what? You're speaking from experience, yeah. so I, I trust you implicitly. Some room with the lights off. <laughs> yeah. Their skin is different. <laughs> It doesn't see like those fish at the bottom of the trench. Sure. Oh my God! You they know, have you, appendages. You turn on the lights. You're surprised to see there's. Sure. Oh gosh! <laughs> bioluminescence in the skin. Yeah. Oh, all the tech people have some bioluminescent element to them. <laughs> Natural selection. And we appreciate all that they do mm. for the live shows. But do you like uh, creating characters, or do you find you have a? Do you do stand up too? I don't do stand up. I would I would like to start. That was my big goal for the year and yeah. it just never came to pass. Well, you got and a few weeks left. Got a few weeks left. Um no, but yeah, I I would uh I I've done some solo stuff. Uh I would definitely like to do more. I'm doing a couple of character shows, but that was something that like going into college and joining this improv group with Anna Dresden actually. Um I feel like coming in that was my like big strength was characters and then I just lost that uh, over the years. I want to get back in touch. And were you doing um, you know traditional theater as characters or were you creating in, in uh, just an improv characters? Yeah, uh, just an improvisational uh, circumstances. It was just uh, there's this woman Jill Bernard who does stuff out in Minneapolis and Chicago, who is an improviser and she just has this great like structure and building characters that I've kind of. Uh, adhered to for the last few years um so it's that kind of stuff it's not like it's yeah it's just like solo character uh things that um are just really fun and experimental well i've always wanted to try doing a character but what's involved with this woman's uh thing (laughs) uh what's that jill jill bernard uh she has this uh acronym called vapapo um, and so you just take any combination of those elements. So it stands for voice. <laughs> sorry. Uh, oh, gosh. I, oh, let me see if I can name them. Voice. Uh, <laughs> voice. Accent. Uh, I don't know what the first P stands for. The second A stands for animal. Oh, prop. 
Um, anyway, it just it, there's this like great list. I I should remember. Uh, it's okay. It's, it's okay. okay. Well, sure. thanks, Dale. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, and so it's just any when you come up with something as catchy as Vapapo, it's easy. <laughs> sure, sure. <laughs> just you remember what what it sounds like. You just remember what the what the meaning behind it is. Uh, and so yeah, it's just like a nice framework to just take any permutation of those. It's a very mathematical way of approaching characters, which is even a little science behind even it. even a little science behind it. That's right. And what what's the school that you went to? Which and I can't remember. Uh, it was NYU. Oh, uh, NYU is right in the city. I've heard of it. You've heard of it. Um, <laughs> it's, it'll, pretty soon, it'll be the entire city. That's right. Yeah, uh, and it was nice. Um, but yeah, I was I was sort of the uh, black sheep, not the black sheep, but I just felt very. Uh, I had to prove something as a science major among all these like Tish kids who were like so talented and yeah. stupidly funny. Well, um, and what did you find when you're creating the character? Do you do you find it uh, happens first in your body? You hear the voice. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's the what's the first uh, thread that you have first to follow? First thread is gonna is gonna be like yeah, like some physical behavior. So yeah, and whether that's in that's in the voice or like timbre or whatever. Um, but then, like, I don't know. I feel like everyone sort of tries to also find, like, a catchphrase or something. Some, like, oh. repeatable, uh, yeah, a nice repeatable thing that you can just, like, hit over and over and over again. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Is that yours, Dale? <laughs> That's mine. <laughs> I just hit it and hit it and hit mm-hmm. it and hit it and hit it. Sure. And people respond. <laughs> <laughs> they do. They do. <laughs> Ah, well, that's terrific. And uh, uh, so, are you doing any uh, shows in addition to Broadway right now that are uh, that use those character strengths? Sure. Um, I did. So my solo, sh- I did a solo show at SoloCon. I'm sure you're familiar. Oh yes, we just uh, we, we yeah. just wrapped that up. It wasn't this year, but the last year, the year the year before this one. Um, that's, when, that's when I did mine. Oh, great! Yeah. yeah. Oh, I wish we I were ca- in the festival together. We were. I wish I had sorry I didn't you. see you. That's all right. Likewise, um, <laughs> I did a show. It's that- hard when you're in it. I know it is right because you're exhausted. Peter wants you to go and see all the things, but you're trying to get your show up. Exactly, and it's it's, it's down to the wire. Down to the wire. Was it was a, it for oh, you? Yeah, because a week before I thought, boy, I better write something. <laughs> right? I mean, I hadn't finished <laughs> my tech cues until like the night before. It was awful. Yeah, I had no tech cues. Oh, good. I had so many tech cues. It was awful. It was, it was such a bad idea. I don't know why I did it. Um, but yeah, I had a couple characters in there, and it was a very nice, like, edifying experience. What's an example of one of the characters that you like doing, or one um, that feels very close? One that feels close. I've been trying to develop this Alexander Wang impression, um, and like looking at his like looking at like interviews with him, he's just like this perfectly normal guy, like not, not that much to lampoon about. But but then I tried to like approach it the way Maya Rudolph does Donatella Versace. Um, and just like make it like such a caricature. And who's Alexander Wang? Oh, he's this he's this like uh, fashion designer who's uh, pretty young. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, and right. he's just this, yeah. like just this beautiful Asian horse of a man, like just so elegant, just beautiful long hair. Yeah. Um, but just like a perfectly normal, down to earth guy. Uh, but he talks in a rasp like that. You know, I. It's, <laughs> it's like trying to nail down those details and like what his worldview is and like. His aesthetic and um, <laughs> austerity and design, like just little <laughs> things like that. But then you would translate that into another character, or you would, or just d- it's just d- an impression, it. basically. It's not a character. I'm so sorry. Um, no, no, no. That's fine but... <laughs> because I uh, one. It's interesting that that was the one you gave as an example that was close to you, sure. and uh, <laughs> two that it's an impression. That's fine. Oh yeah, but yeah, it's yeah. also kind of a you know, you people do impressions. They might do. Obama. <laughs> sure. I mean, it's. <laughs> I mean, it's. A, it's a character approach to. I mean, like he's not that person. well known. Sure. Outside sure, sure. of his. <laughs> yeah. Totally. So if you told me that that if you came in and did that as a character, you'd be like, I would "Who think, the fuck is that?" This is a great character. Oh, okay. I wouldn't even know that it was based on this guy. <laughs> right. Right. Oh, good. But I guess if you did, I've done it at a couple shows where people like they get it. So. Yeah. So, but I hadn't thought of that. Like, yeah, of course there are people who don't know him. <laughs> so I have to. I got to like cater to both of those. I yeah. Guess. But I think you can do it if anybody can. Oh, thank you, thank I you, think Dale. You can do it, <laughs> now, uh, uh, well, interesting. So you're going to keep developing that, and maybe uh, we'll see some more characters. Yes, and then uh, my fr- I have another, this other very good friend, Matt Rogers, and he and I are trying to write this show uh, that's sort of based on like '80s primetime soaps, hmm. um, like like Dallas or uh, Dynasty and stuff like that. And uh, I've got this show called Drag Court. 
that plays at the pit uh, where me and this drag queen, Ruby Rue, just do like this court procedural. It's not a procedural, but it's like a little one-act play that takes place in a courtroom between two drag queens who are the litigants. Uh, and we did it once, and it was really fun. Uh, it was just so cobbled together, but it was super fun, and I think I know how to tweak it and tighten it up. Yeah. Um, so I'll do that, and that's what I'm looking forward to. Well, there's a lot of different avenues, and you're part of the improv couple of groups, right? Uh-huh, yeah. The, the, what's the uh, Pop Roulette? Pop Roulette, yeah, that's a musical sketch group. Um, musical we've... sketch group. Yes. Uh-huh. Oh, that's why. Yeah. So you you have to be quick and up on all the current uh, songs. We do. Uh, well, yeah, it's, um, we, 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 like, we have to be up on genre, I guess. Mm-hmm. And so we write around genre, and then we, like, put in subject matter that's, like, you know, buzzworthy. I, mean, I don't know. This sounds so cloying but um i like any explanation of improv is oh good yeah <laughs> oh don't you love it when people explain improv um but yeah it's, it's great we just had a show at union hall that was uh really fun it was just we had a live band it was just seven mic stands uh, us belting our tits off so fun <laughs> well well now uh we're at a moment uh-huh and uh, i think there was a recent think piece that just came out and any think piece you give me a think piece oh i'll develop oh, you'll it. read it mm-hmm. oh i read it. i like it anything <laughs> i just love thinking and i love pieces love pe- <laughs> but now you got master of none yes dr ken uh-huh fresh off the boat yes there's probably others yeah i'm sure george takei is working on something oh i, I hear he is yeah yeah mm-hmm. as we speak he's always got always got something going sure. is this a time for asian american actors um, I think so. Yeah. Um, and I also understand that. I mean, prior to this moment, it makes us feel like, oh, there was only what Mr. Miyagi and uh, Sandra O. Oh. And Sandra O. Oh, and but, but there have been others. Margaret Cho. There have been others. <laughs> Let's not. Just because there's a think piece doesn't right. mean that this is the only time there's that's ever been. That's true. Let's not be selective with our memory. That, that's right. Um, I th- I think so. Um, like just from from personal experience, I've I've been put out on things that haven't necessarily been like the laundromat attendant which is like refreshing like so for, for so many years for so many right. people it's that that's been the case and i i've happened to like come at the right time where it's not not come but like just just go out auditions like in a, in a world in an age where you know that's not you're not relegated to that anymore which is great it's not just people that look like you exactly in the room sure oh I mean, my god I, yeah that master of none episode uh like thankfully, I've never had to experience that where it was just I walked into a room full of Asian people. Um, <laughs> I mean, if I, I've experienced it where sure. they all, all look like me, and I think, oh gosh, oh, what no. is this? Then yeah. you don't get the part. Sure. <laughs> well, it's, it's I'll walk into a room where it's like gay people or something. It's, <laughs> right. it's just a fun, it's and then we all turn on Grinder and, and just <laughs> chat each other up, just grind away. Mm-hmm. But uh, well, that's encouraging that there's some some uh, opportunities, more yeah. opportunities, maybe. Yes, definitely more than before. Uh, yes, I stand on the shoulders of all my forebears. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, the Master None episode on Netflix, uh-huh. the Aziz Ansari uh, project, they, they had a, a good episode, I thought. that uh, With, with the, the Indian American one? Uh, yes, yes, that one, but also with the families. Oh, with the parents, And uh, yeah. first generation, that kind of thing. I oh, thought it was uh, good. It made me immediately <laughs> call my parents and... <laughs> Like that show, like it's hard for a show to do that. I don't know. Yeah. It was it was so, yeah. It just it was. I don't want to say triggering, but it was like just immediately evoked so many emotions. And I was like, oh my god, this is it's nuts. Like the generational gaps between like what they went through and what we've only had to like politely suffer through <laughs> just it's, pales in comparison. It's a it's a tough line to walk, and I think they're doing a really nice job with yeah, that show. I agree, being emotional and honest, mm-hmm. while also very funny. Yes, all that kind of stuff. Well, I, I went to see, I mean, this was a kind of moment for me where there's, I said, oh, this is really happening because I was a big Crouching Tiger fan. Nice. Oh, good. But uh, I watched that with a woman next to me, older lady. Uh-huh. She had her hearing aid was going off. Oh, no. So it was a, bit, a little bit more like a squealing <laughs> earpiece and cringing person. There you go. You know? uh Squealing earpiece, cringing person. Yeah, Were heard, you the cringing person or was I she? I was the cringing person because I had to go keep going out to tell the the. Uh, the person, because the, here's why the hearing aid was squealing. Uh-huh. They had the volume turned oh, down. Oh, my goodness. So, understandably, she was trying, she wanted she to wanted hear it. She wanted to hear it, and so it just went You bananas. see a fight in bamboo, you want to turn that up. <laughs> and just, <laughs> so I had to go into, I was the guy. You get, isn't that, isn't that, uh, that's why don't I don't go to the movies. Right, because you, you have to be that guy. 400 people, nobody's going to deal with this. We're Someone's all just going to politely it. watch a movie uh, several clicks below it should be. Right. Mm. 
You don't hear very many crouching tiger jokes anymore. No, they? and I miss them. Thank you, Dale. <laughs> there were so Let's many. Let's start the revolution there and just so bring many. them back. It's great. You just it's just a different word plus a different. It's just <laughs> you know just uh, just yeah like gerund uh, gerund adjective just animal gerund adjective animal <laughs> or noun for that matter. It's so easy. So easy. So funny. <laughs> I love words. What was it? Uh, uh, beeping earpiece. Beeping hearing aid. What was yours again? I'll tell you. Okay. Squealing earpiece. Squealing earpiece. Cringing person. Oh, amazing. <laughs> mm. Chekhov. Oh, hashtag great. <laughs> so uh, right now people are talking at my poker uh, clubs yes. and uh, pickling classes mm-hmm. about Iron Fist. Oh, uh, I'm not familiar. Have you heard anything about this? They want an Asian actor to play that for the Netflix. One of these Netflix Marvel characters. Oh, I see, I see. Uh, Danny somebody or not. Sure. You watch the Netflix programs, Stall? I do. Yeah, I'm Master of None. Master of None. Um, we talked about that. We I did. recall that just seconds ago. You did. Uh, I'm, I'm I'm not a good binge watcher, but I'll I'll, I'll definitely try to. What about keep the comics? The comics? Oh, I haven't seen too many specials either. Yeah. Um, oh, I meant comic books. Oh, comic books. Um, did you come into it uh, through that? I, you more theater. I'm more of a theater, more musical science. theater, more, more science. musical theater. Um, yeah, my parents never really got down with comic books. I wish they did. My my, my I have a roommate who loves them. Uh, but yeah, no. So Iron Fist is this new hero. I'm He's guessing. a martial artist, a person, and they they have some issue with casting. Uh, an casting, person? yeah. Oh, have they cast someone yet or no? Not yet. No. Hmm. That, whoever that's going to be is going to be like the next Bruce Lee, I think. Yeah, I, you heard it. Yeah. I'm here first from your lips. Yeah, yeah. To, to to the world. <laughs> to the world. Um, <laughs> probably it'll be a big deal for him. Probably. But people are often bringing up the subject of diversity. Yeah. Specifically in comedy. Sure. Uh, even more specifically at UCB. Sure, yeah. Which you've done some work with. it. Uh-huh. You've been a part of, as we talked about, at least one all-gay, multi-ethnic improv group. Yes. Right? Uh, yes. Well, we didn't talk about but Ethnic Realness. Is that what it's oh, called? Oh, Ethnic Realness is this variety show that I do with Joel, and then my, uh, I started with my friend Oscar Montoya, um, and that was at the pit. But uh, I, was, I was just in this uh, class performance show that was just all-gay. It tried to be pretty diverse um, at UCB. Uh and yeah, and so it's you know it's definitely a, a relevant topic. And uh, you, you feel like the efforts that they're making are, are are working? I think so. I think I think progress comes in like slow, slow waves. I I would say, and uh, it's nice. I mean, you just see a bunch of people. I mean, I think what's uh, the rosters on on the house teams? Uh, it it is unfortunate that it's not reflective of like the greater general diversity of the community because there are so many funny talented. Uh, people of color, uh, and it happens at the pit. It happens at the it magnet. Happens everywhere. happens everywhere. Sure, and in, in the create, I think even in the creative culture, it's, as sure. we talked about with just getting these big time gigs. Exactly, but it's just there. It's it's there, and it's um probably a tish, probably a tish. Sure, also was the case. Probably, uh, yeah. And um, uh, what was the question? Do I think it's important? Like, do, oh, uh, is is it working? What they're doing? Is it working? I feel like. Do you it, feel like it's it's um. This issue was it's been addressed and people are aware of it. They're 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 taking it on. I think I think it's uh, definitely on people's minds. The 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 person who wrote that piece for um, I think it's Mike. No, some some website. Another yeah. think piece for you. Um, Rita I Chin. Him. I you love, love him. him. Yeah. This uh, this woman Rita Chin wrote it and uh, she was just very disenchanted with yeah that issue, and so and that kind of got a lot of traction. I think. And people really sort of took to that, and um, I think I think I think they're working on fixing it. They just um, cast on one of the house teams this uh, this girl Elise Morales, who is hilarious stand up, so hardworking, yeah, um, and she's so funny, so fucking funny. Can I curse? You just did. I just did. I'm so sorry. <laughs> uh, so funny, and so um, you know that's just like a nice like um, Hispanic woman, who not even is. I mean, she probably doesn't even like totally identify in that way either like that's not nice her. well that's not her like uh, the most interesting part about her i'm sure like oh you yes know? yeah um so yeah but that's still like you know that there's there, there's a there's a nice input output or just input i guess of diversity that's going in i'm optimistic yeah i am too i know the future doesn't look like me <laughs> well i mean you i mean you're still in the future dale the future is you <laughs> Someday, <laughs> I've got eighty-one views on uh, YouTube to prove nice. otherwise. Mm, double digits. <laughs> You're almost a <at> triple. <laughs> if I keep hitting, hitting refresh, <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> I get there. Uh, I got a busy day today. 
<laughs> well, you said you came in through the musical uh, theater thing. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, what's the greatest musical of all time? Oh, my God. This is such a hard question. Uh-huh. Uh, the greatest musical of all time is <laughs> Peter Pan. No, uh, it's um, Peter Pan's a horrible show. The live version? The I mean, the live <laughs> or the stage version. Like None of them are good. Uh, I guess the stage version is also live. Is all, I meant the tele- right, television right. broadcast. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. Oh, that's so hard, Dale. I want to say... Oh, I don't know. I haven't seen Hamilton. Is that good? Uh, this is so hard. Wicked's like my all-time favorite. Okay, I know that nice. sounds... There you go. S- there you go. It sounds super pedestrian and boring, but love it. Love that show. Well, I'll tell you the greatest. Tell me, yeah. One, and long-time listeners of this show will have already known the answer. Mm-hmm. Cats. Cats. Oh, Cats is great. Cats is the best. Mm. I mean, Andrew Lloyd Webber just opened a new musical. Uh, Keep going. Rock. Don't st- don't stop. Don't stop, Andrew. Don't stop, Sir Andrew. <laughs> I'm a jellical fella, <laughs> not in a biblical sense, but I really love those cats. Yeah. And uh, okay, Bowen. Well, just quickly, a segment I call "In the Papers." Okay. Uh, where I ask you what you think about a current event found in it's a magazine that was left in the unisex bathroom at Come Flyer with Me, <laughs> the place where I work, handing out flyers for the musicals and comedies up Wonderful. on Broadway. Please. Now, today's top stories from an older issue of People magazine. You never know what's going to be in there. Oh, yeah. Sometimes it moves from one side of the office to the other, and it ends up there with a kind of damp cover that's a little bit wrinkly. <laughs> so this one, what do you think about Leah Remini's revelations about Scientology? Oh, I haven't, I, okay, I haven't been following this. You can imagine. I can, yeah. She, but like, it's a lot of Tom Cruise-related stuff. Sure. She's going after him, specifically. Well, he's kind of the public face of the she's deal. the public face, which makes sense, but... um. Oh God! Just just seeing going clear was really disturbing. I didn't want to like read up on it too much. Is that that's bad? But that's, you watched it. You watched. I the, watched you, it. You got yeah. a sense that there's something. Uh, oh, it's it's uh, amiss. Yeah, it's very scary. Sinister. Sinister. That's it. Um, what well, do I think? I love Leah Remini. I'm glad she got out of there. I am too. Celebrities have it easier though. What do you mean? Like just um, generally? Just well, generally. <laughs> yes. I agree. General. Oh man. Um, but she as a podcast celebrity, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> Oh Dale, you're you're one of the greats, and uh, but but Leah Remini and like Juliet Lewis is another Scientologist, but I feel like they have pretty. Jolly. What's that? Yes. Yes, she is right. Yeah. She. I mean, they both have pretty relaxed lives outside. It seems like they have pretty charmed lives outside of that. But like the people who are in like just the the plebeians who are in Scientology, who are in that church, I guess, like just have no way out, which is just terrifying. It is. Yeah. And they don't make it easy for the celebrities either. But uh, yes, the people that are sure. being sent to those, whatever they are, camps or something in sure. Utah. Oh, yeah, God, right. What, whatever's going on there. <laughs> Anytime people have to be sent to another facility. Never good. Never good. No. <laughs> you go out to L.A., though, they give you the stress test. You go out there at all? I, I Every now and then. Yeah, uh, but do some I'd, auditions, do some pilot work? Never. No, none of those. It'll but come. N- it'll come. The stress. What are these stress tests? That's how they get you, and they, they give you these two metal rods to hold. Oh, you're talking about Scientology. Scientology I thought you yeah. talked about auditions, and it was like, Those Jesus. are different kind of stress tests. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. <laughs> oh, anyway. <laughs> Organized religion? Uh, in general? Yeah. Oh, man. It's... it's. You lapsed? You practiced that? I lapsed, I guess. Well, uh, I went to a couple, like, youth group summer camps in my, in my day, but just, like, as, like, a pretty, like... As a science-loving person, I, 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 I can't reconcile those. It's tough. It's tough. I'm reading Carl Sagan now, and he just totally slams everything about religion in the most, like, rationalized way. And I'm like, this is awesome. Like, God, thank you. Like, <laughs> it's not even... He's just like, this is... Everything is, like, nuts. Like, <laughs> why do people believe this? It's all pseudoscience. It's all... It's, it's yeah. It's explaining, like, every... Uh, unexplainable circumstance in a way that doesn't help anybody. Like the just, most fantastical. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. In the least believable way possible, and and, and meanwhile, like scientists are trying to like <laughs> prove these amazing things, and no one, people refuse to believe them. Well, so it's unfortunate. They'll get it when they're underwater. There you go. Is all oh I can man. Say. And, 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 See you, at church. You know, <laughs> is that the future? In the coral. Mm, in the coral. I, I mean, mean, some old subway line that they buried to uh, make a new coral reef. Dale, that's th- your church now. That's your church, and I think the future is going to be Asian American actors and you just swimming. under the sea, just swimming oh, underwater God. production of cats. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'd love to see that. Well, speaking of good things, holiday wishes. What do you want? Huh, what do I want? 
Mm-hmm. I have no ability to make it come true. That's okay. I'm I'm just happy you asked. Just put your wish out. <laughs> put, my, put my wish out. I wish, uh, I wish that I'd, I'll I'll do one open mic before the year's end. There you go. One open mic. That's yeah. great. I think you can do that. Thanks. It's it's so not it's so not hard. It's just a mental block in me. Yeah. Yeah. I just gotta get well, over it. I find it a little stressful doing those stand up bitch. But right. Then again, <laughs> I always remember it's fine. It's fine. Oh, no one remembers that. No one remembers it. Yeah. People don't, don't give a shit. I'm it's, sorry I cursed again. It's, <laughs> it's all right. These things are getting wild. Uh, uh, where do you want to be in a couple of years? Don't say podcasting. Oh, why not? Um, <laughs> uh, tell me, Dale. Um, we're in a couple of years. No, you can. It's a dead end street. You want to go down it? <laughs> I, I'll, I, get, I love living on the cul-de-sac. Um, I want to be... Um, in the Maldives on a beach for like two weeks. That's it. I want to like get to the point where I can just like pay pay for a vacation on like a little chainlet of islands. But like whether or not I can afford it is like not part of the. No, that that's not part of a dream. Not part of a dream. You don't dream, think so? Dreams don't have budgets. Oh, great. Yeah, Bowen. you're right. Thank you, Dale. Dreams don't have budgets. You're right. Buy my book. <laughs> <laughs> that's a great title. Love that. <laughs> oh gosh! Well, this has been a lot of fun, Bowen. Oh, this is I've really enjoyed this time together. Me too. I wish you all those great things, oh, uh, so all the best in pursuing those. Thank you. And I know some of them will come true, we'll and see. some of them won't. But you will recover. Yes. And you are resilient. Oh, thank you, Dale. Where can people catch you next? People can catch me um, other, other than the open mics. Other than the open mics uh, in 2015, uh, uh, I have uh, my next drag court show. That uh, court show I was talking about is yep. January 7th. Okay. Um, and if you're in Miami, uh, the Story Pirates are doing a show at the um, Arsht Center on January 13th. I think we didn't get a chance to circle back to the Story Pirates. That's okay. But that's great work that you yeah. do there. Oh, thanks so much. Uh, with the kids. Thank you. And I bet they love it. They do. Oh, so. Lovely. Do you have a favorite character you played with them? Um, there's this character named Siani who uh, throws a temper tantrum uh, on stage when she wants to tell her friends about this mythical place called Apple Land. And she, it's just so fun to play because she just goes insane. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Okay, have a nice holiday, Thanks, boy. Dale, you too. Thanks so much. Isn't he great? Just uh, be sure and look up Bowen and, and find him if he's performing near you and go, go and go and see it. Ride the bus with him sometime. That'd be fun. Till next time, I'll be filling my empty whiskey bottles with pine needles I collect from the floor while cursing my need to own a live tree. Now let's get back to that great music that we all enjoy. Dale Radio is written and performed by James Bewley, musical director Steve O'Reilly. Season theme composed and performed by Shockwave. Podcast icon for Season 8 designed by Jenny Fine. Listen to Dale on iTunes, SoundCloud, or Stitcher Radio. And follow the program on Twitter, at Dale Radio, or on Instagram, at Dale Seaver. If you'd like Dale to come to your local VFW or Elks Lodge, simply drop us a line at Radio at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. You're the best. <laughs>